0: Anyone else? Don't worry about what they're saying or what they're doing. Come on, let's tune our ears to hear what thus saith the Lord. Come on, that feels good. You ought to go ahead and add your voice to it now, your own voice. The presence of the Lord is here. The glory of God is here. Oh, come on, that's it. Just begin to pursue it. That's it. Begin to seek after the voice of the Lord. ha, 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 ha. ha. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Without any singing, without any music. Come on, let's just begin to push in prayer for another moment. Jesus is here. Oh, I don't want to be like Jacob and say, surely the presence of the Lord was here, but I didn't know it. Come on, he's here. Recognize it. He's here. Entertain it. Don't wait for anyone to pump and prime you up. Oh, those that are hungry and thirsty shall be filled. I'm hungry for more of you, God. I'm desperate for you, O oh God. Yes. Oh. Alalabashalalamanarasi. <laughs> la manarasi. ta la 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 mahashanamarasi. Hallelujah! Yes, yes. la la, baranda mama marosi. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you may be seated. It's so good to see you all on this stormy Wednesday evening. <laughs> I'm so glad you were able to make it out to the house of the Lord. Why don't you look at the person next to you and say, it's good to see you, but I'm not here for you. (laughs) It's good to see you, but I'm not here for you. I am here for the Lord. I am here for the moving of His Spirit. I haven't come to just pass time. I haven't come to just pass, you know, check off the little boxes that say I'm a good Christian because I went to church on a Wednesday night. I am here to hear from the Lord. I want Him to move and work in this place tonight. God has been moving in such a tremendous way. We had such a fabulous time in both of our services Sunday morning, such a special touch of the Lord. And then Sunday night we had a blowout. The Holy Ghost just took over at the conclusion of the song service and we just rolled with it. We had so much just good prayer and worship together, such a special time together. And so because we had such a blowout, we weren't able to hear from Brother Trace and Sister Liz. They were going to minister to us Sunday night, but now they're going to speak to us tonight. (laughs) The Lord works it out all so perfectly. I do want to say happy birthday to Sister Tracy. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Good to see Brother Henson back in church. God's touched his body so many wonderful times. God is so good. God is faithful. He is so good to us. Thank you, Lord. So, we're going to hear from, as I said, Sister Liz and Brother Trace. They are going to share what the Lord has laid on their hearts for us. These are people of prayer, these are faithful people. They are smack dab right in the middle of everything that God is doing in this church. If you've been here a couple of minutes, you know, and you, you can just tell that they just love the Lord and they love people, and I believe that God is going to speak to this church through them tonight. Are you ready to hear from the Lord? Are you ready to help them? You ready? Sister Liz, why don't you come and start us off?
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. feels really good in here tonight. I love kind of just the vibe of what we're feeling Um, so far tonight has been confirmation. I had something on Sunday night that I was going to speak about, and I'm still speaking about it, but uh, when I was praying today, God changed it a little bit, and it feels exactly like what we feel already tonight, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I just noticed my timer says 15 hours. (laughs) I'm going to fix that. This doesn't count against my time. We're going to do 15 minutes. We'll see if I stick to it and give Brother Trey some time to talk, but we'll see. Um, I just want to start out by saying the obvious. This is an awesome church. This is an amazing church. You guys, we are amazing people. We're also weird people. If you, <laughs> to quote second, uh, First Peter 2.9, you guys are weird. You guys are a peculiar people, but you're a chosen people. Um, In all seriousness, we know that Souls Harbor of Donnellan is not an ordinary church. We know that we are not an ordinary people. This is a special church filled with special people, very special people. Um, I, I believe that every person that's here, every member, every visitor, every person that walks through these doors at any given time is here by divine appointment. I don't believe it's by accident. I think that it's the will of the Lord that you are here and that I am here. I believe that. I say that because there's there's a purpose to being a part of this church. Yes. While yes, the first and foremost reason you were you were brought to church, you were brought to God, is to be saved, so you can go to heaven. Yes. Um, there's also there's a greater calling than that, than just oh, yes. well, I say just making it to heaven, happy, but yes. beyond that, beyond making yes. it to heaven, yes. this church is different. Uh-huh. This church is different. I've had uh, I've had God has talked to me about some of the people in this church. I have had dreams about some of the people in this church, and I have seen you guys ministering and working for the Lord. I'm, I'm talking all of you guys. Every person here, I have seen it. I've, God, God has shown it to me. We are a church of ministers. We are a church who is meant to, to make a difference. In Jesus' name. And while this church is more than ordinary, you guys are designed for more than an ordinary walk with the Lord. We are meant to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to share with you a dream that I had. I'm going to try to share it quickly. Um, it was actually a dream about Pastor Daniel, and I discussed it with him and made sure he was cool with me talking about it. Um, I, I, this, is for, this was about Pastor Daniel, but I believe that Pastor Daniel was representing the spirit of Souls Harbor of Danellan in my dream. Right. Um, in my dream, I had, was having a conversation with Pastor Daniel, and at the end of the conversation, I saw what, to me, was the face of wisdom. And the face of wisdom uh, said, asked me a question. He said, do you know about the pain? And I'm like, okay, what do you mean about the pain? And then he kind of turned and pointed to a scene, and in that scene, it was uh, Pastor Daniel. He was walking in this beautiful place. It was literally outer space. He was walking in the stars, and there was planets all around him, and it was just beautiful just this beautiful place and off in the distance I saw a light and what it was is it was like a a flaming asteroid is what it was and it was a, a flaming ball of fire and it was like kind of coming towards him a little bit and it kind of seems like it should be an alarming thing but it wasn't alarming to me it was it was really exciting and I saw it and then pastor Daniel saw it and he turned around and he looked at it and he just froze he completely froze well, then uh, it was kind of like a movie. You know those, those scenes where like it switches from one thing to another, and you see what this guy's seeing, and it gets all intense and goes back and forth? Well, it was like that. And as this like flaming ball of fire got closer and closer to Pastor Daniel, it showed him, and it showed the fire, and it, it got bigger and bigger, and, and all of a sudden, it just smacked him right in the face. <laughs> but what happened when, when it smacked him in the face was everything just went light. And it was just it was the glory and the power of God is all you could feel. This dream, what this, what this asteroid represented was the glory of God. Glory and what Pastor Daniel represented in this dream was this church walking in the spirit, walking in an unknown place, walking in outer space, walking amongst the stars and the planets. We walk in the spirit and become overwhelmed by the spirit of God. And then God kind of confirmed that interpretation that he gave me with some scriptures, um, which I'll tell you now. I'll tell you about now. Um, before we actually quote or get into actual scripture, um, I want to talk about the Ark of the Covenant. Does anybody know what the Ark of the Covenant is? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's this, to sum it up, basically it's, it's a box that represented the house, the the glory of the Lord. And, um, this is where, um, the spirit of God dwelt before he, we had the Holy Ghost before that was a, th- a thing. Um, everybody know who King David is? Yes, King David was a shepherd boy. He became king. He was one of the greatest biblical heroes to ever live. You should know who he is. Um, he wanted to build a house for the Ark of the Covenant, for the, for the Lord, because it had been kept in a tent while the people of God were walking in the wilderness. However, that wasn't his calling. First Chronicles 28 and 3 tells us that because David was a man of war, he couldn't build a temple. God needed a man of peace to build his temple, so he called David's son Solomon. He was called to build the temple. And uh, 1st King tells us a lot about Solomon. He was really cool. He was a really cool guy. Uh, 1st Kings 3 and 9, you can put it up there. I'm not going to read it, but just to give you a quick summation of it. Um, God comes to Solomon in a dream and basically says, whatever you want is yours. Just ask me and and I'll give it to you. And so Solomon, all he asked for was that he would have enough wisdom to be able to take care of the people that he was in charge of. Um, uh, he knew that he, he he wanted to be a good ruler and he'd need divine wisdom and discernment to do that. So God was happy that he didn't ask for a whole bunch of selfish things and said, okay, sure, you can have that plus whole slew of other things. Right, right. He gave him a, a lot of blessings. In 1 Kings uh, 29 through 34, it, it says God gave him wisdom understanding, largeness of heart, plus a billion other things. He was this super, super wise guy. Wrote like 3,000 problems, literally 1,005 songs. Um, He just understood things, and people came from all over the world to hear him talk. And it was this wisdom, this God-given wisdom, that led Solomon to be able to build the house of the Lord, which was his calling, to be able to build the temple. He knew where to find the best wood and who to ask for for help. This was in 1 Kings uh, 1 and 6. He knew the kinds of people he would need to carry out the work. These people are listed in 1 Chronicles 22, 14 through 16, and 1 Kings 5 and 13. Um, but just to list them out for you, he, he knew that he was going to need masons, carpenters, metal workers, craftsmen, servants, burden bearers, stone cutters, and chief officers. I'll pause here to point out the obvious again. We're in a building program right now. Yeah. We are building an actual building right over here. Yes. Um And while we are in a a building program physically, we are also building spiritually right now. um, And there are certain types of people that God needs to build this church spiritually. We need servants. We need people who are willing to serve physically with with cleaning, with uh, maintenance, with ushering, leading in worship, using their physical God-given talents to build the church. We need servants. We need people to be burden bearers. Yes. Um, in this scripture, the burden bearers yeah. there carried heavy wood and stone. They they carried it from one place to another, come and on. it was their job to carry the load. Yes. We need spiritual burden bearers who are willing on, to on intercede to yes. and bear the spiritual yes. load. People who are willing to get on their face and pray and cry right. out to the Lord and intercede for our church, for our ministry staff, for the yes. souls that haven't yet come, yes. for one another. We need yeah. burden bearers. Good yeah. Word. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. It takes strong prayer warriors. It takes people with a strong walk with God Amen. praying and, and pouring themselves out. Because building a church requires people that are willing to carry a burden. It requires saints that are willing to carry a burden. Uh, we need chief officers. We need those are those are leaders. We need leaders that are willing to submit wholeheartedly to their pastor and follow the vision that God has given him. Those are the kind of leaders we need here. Those are the kind of leaders that we're looking for here. Lastly, we need stone cutters, and this is, this is one of my big points here. Uh, stone cutters or stone masons. First Kings five seventeen and 18. I think I gave that to you guys. You can put that up, uh, but I'll read it here. It says, at the king's command, they quarried out great, costly stones in order to lay the foundation of the house with dressed stones. So Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders and the men of Gabal did the cutting and prepared the timber and stone to build the house. We need spiritual stone cutters and foundation preparers. The physical process of quarrying out stone then, men used hammers and chisels, and it was a lot of hard work. They, they didn't have explosives or power tools. They literally had to physically attack a mountain and try to like get a chunk of rock out and then carve it to be this exact specification. And it couldn't just be any rock. It wasn't just a dirt foundation or a concrete slab. It, the, these scriptures say that it was costly and it was a sturdy and precious, precious foundation. To be more complicated, in verse 17, it tells us that the, they, the stones had to be prepared and dressed before they were the foundation was laid. So before these stones were taken to the place where they were going to be put in the ground, they had to be ready. They had to be prepared beforehand. Mijing, meaning no changing once they got to the site. They had to already be ready for what God was going to do to be that foundation. It took a lot of work. It took 80,000 guys, four years, off and on, a month, one month working and then... Two months home, away from their families, lots of sacrifice, lots of physical work. But it it was hard. It was was really hard. And with the building phase that we're in right now, we need stonecutters who are willing to make that kind of sacrifice, who are willing to make that kind of sacrifice on themselves. Matthew 16 and 18 says, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I shall build my church. You are Peter, and upon this rock God is building his church. (laughs) You are Peter. You are the spiritual foundation of this next phase of construction that we're stepping into. Come on, come on. We're still in site, site prep over here for this building. Yeah. We're waiting for things to come through with, with the county, with the state. Right. And we're in site prep in this church, too. God yeah. is waiting for us to, to make sure this foundation is ready to yeah. be laid. Yeah. It can't be laid physically until everything's in place. Yeah. Until the, the the foundation is dressed. So we are the rock and the foundation of the house of God. You guys are precious stones. You guys yes. are what's going to be laid for the spiritual growth of this church. And it's up to you guys, and it's up to me and you to do the work of the cutting and the shaping ourselves and the hammering and the chiseling to prepare ourselves to be the foundation that's gonna house the glory of God. That's a big task, that's a lot of work. It's it's not easy. It's gonna take a lot of walking in the spirit. It's gonna take a lot of walking in the anointing. You'll have to have wisdom because there's gonna be things you don't understand that Pastor Daniel preaches and teaches. And, you're going to have to have the wisdom of God to be able to to follow through with what he what he teaches us. Right. It's going to take hammering and chiseling at your own will, sacrificing oh, time, yeah. time you could be spending with your family or with your friends, it's going to be that time will be spent in the presence of God or at the church house. Yes. It's going to take being holy. <laughs> we are called to be holy, yeah. so we cannot fight against yeah. being holy. We can't fight against yeah. holiness. Yeah. There's going to come a point where we have to stop talking ourselves out of sacrificing our style, our comfort, for the glory of God. Because the ground we're building on is holy ground. The ground that this foundation is about to become a part of is holy ground. So we have to be a holy foundation. We'll have to humble ourselves. We'll have to take our shoes off to walk on this ground. We will have to do whatever it takes to be a holy temple for the Lord. It's going to take making hard choices doing what Pastor preached this Sunday, getting the straw out, getting the things yes. that, that are in the way. Yes. If you're yes. going to be a good rock, if you think about it, straw doesn't grow on rocks. It, it, right. it doesn't. If you're going to be a, a, a valuable, a costly stone, you're not going to have straw on your, in your way. You might have to leave a relationship or a job or a living situation that would yeah. keep you from the house of God. Yes. You're going to have to make sacrifices like That's that to be true. a good foundation. Yes. It's scary. <laughs> the repercussions could be painful. Yep. Hammering and chiseling... On yourself hurts. I mean, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be cake. I like cake, but it's not gonna be cake. But but does that pain and that that scariness does it really matter when you are building the foundation of the temple of the Lord? Does it does that really matter when you're building something so special? Now after after the foundation was laid, after the rocks were were put together with the way they needed to be, and the foundation was laid, the temple was built. At that point, the glory of God could come in. 1 Kings 8 and 6, and this is where it gets real powerful. At 1 Kings 8 and 6, the priests brought the ark of the Lord to its place in the inner sanctuary of the house, in the most holy place, under the wings of the cherubim. Verses 10 and 11 says, And when the priests came out of the holy place, a cloud filled the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, because of the glory of the Lord that filled the house of the Lord. After all that hard work and all that sacrifice, after all the cost, the presence of God had a place to dwell. And it was overwhelming. And I want to be overwhelmed by the presence of God. I want to be overwhelmed by God and all of his glory. I want that glory. I want it. I want it for you. I want it for this church. I want it for the revival that we're going to have. God, we want that glory. We want that glory. Jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The structure, that that actual house, never could have stood without having that foundation, without having that precious, hewn, hammered, and cut foundation. That temple was destroyed and rebuilt, the the temple that Solomon built. And what was rebuilt, only part of it is still standing. It, it's been literally 2,535 years. And the only part that is still standing is some, is a, something that we're all very familiar with, uh, the wailing wall. It's the only part of the foundation of the temple of God that is still standing. And it was cut and hammered out of precious stone. Wow. 2,500 years later, it's still there. If we want to leave a legacy for our kids, for our family, for their families... It'll be by building a worthy foundation for the temple of God. And that's going to come by walking in the spirit, by forming yourself to the exact measurements that God has planned for you to be, no matter how difficult the cost is. I want to close by reiterating the fact that every person here was chosen to be a part of this church. You are not here by accident. That new building isn't for us. We're going to take part in it. And we're going to worship God in it, but we're not building it for us. We're building it for our kids and for the rest of the 350 souls that it's going to seat. You guys, we are specifically called to be a spiritual foundation of that building, of this church, and of the revival church that, that walks in the spirit and is overwhelmed by the presence of God. Let's go ahead and pray about that before Brother Trace comes. Lord, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for your wonderful presence, for your glory, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for your word. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Jesus, for your presence.
2: Thank you, Lord. Why don't you go ahead and pray a little bit more, just a little bit deeper? Come on, we're the foundation. We're the foundation of the temple. We're the foundation of what God is trying to do in this area, in this community. Come on, why don't you pray? Tap into another level just for a moment. In Jesus' name. God, help us, O
3: Lord. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord. God, help us,
2: Lord, to begin to lay the foundation. God, let there be a preparation, God, that begins to take forth in the name of Jesus, Lord. Let there be a preparation, God, help us, Lord, to start carving out some time, carving out a ministry, carving out, God, a place of prayer, God, for ourselves each and every day. In Jesus' name, help us to walk in the spirit. Help us to move in the spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, let the Holy Ghost, God, begin to do it. Let the Holy Ghost stir us. Prepare our
3: hearts. Prepare our hearts. Hallelujah. 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 Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. And, and everything I'm going to be speaking about just for the next few minutes, I'm, li- I'm literally going to be piggybacking off of what Liz just, just spoke of, my wife just spoke about. There is such a, there's a, this is not really part of my my. Notes or anything, if you can call them notes, uh, but but there is something that God just put in my heart and my mind. Just the last couple of days, I've already had this prepared for for a little bit. But but the the term divine providence just kept popping into my mind at in my spirit when I would begin to pray and I would drive through uh, town and, and and different things. Divine providence, divine providence is the governance. Of God, And I just begin to pray, and I just believe that the Lord w- w- was, was giving this to me just for tonight, just because of, of what's already been spoken, what we've been experiencing, uh, the last few services, where we're going. This church is special. I know we say that, but it's not cliche, I promise you. This church is here for a reason. It is here for a very specific purpose and a time for such a time as this and divine providence uh, i believe it's the uh, the pilgrims i believe it was in the the mayflower compact that during their writings they begin to pin the divine providence of god is why they were here it was in the wisdom of god they said that the divine providence of god led them to this nation and begin to give them the strength and the wisdom to build a nation here it was divine providence it was the governance of god it it, it was courage that god put into people to begin to leave the old world it was it was direction it was it was a faith it was uh, it was courage it was them taking a step of faith it was them literally just believing God and following God and the governance of God allowing them to make it thousands of miles across the pond to come to this place divine providence which is what I believe souls harbor of Donnellan is divine providence a little town in the state of Florida, of Florida, in the wonderful nation of the United States, and you are here in Dinellon experiencing what we're experiencing, moving in the direction that we're going. It does not happen just by accident, but it's divine providence. This church does have destiny. You have destiny. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, but we are in a waiting season. We're in a waiting game. The building project, the building and the waiting of this to see what's going to happen. I, oh, we've been in a waiting season for a while leading up to this point. It's not just the building that we're waiting on now, but what are we going to do with, with the burnt down building? What are we going to do with, with the money that we're able to receive from that? What are we going to do with, with the sale of a building? What are we going to do? It's the waiting season as a church, as a whole. We're in a waiting season. We're trying to figure out what to do and where to go. As individuals, we are in waiting season. Some of us might be waiting on the next job or the next promotion. We might be waiting on a healing. We might be waiting on the ministry opportunity that we believe God has called us to. We're in a waiting season. It's it's common to feel frustrated and and worried and anxiety and, and waiting on the next thing as we sit and as we wait. The Bible states over and over to wait on the Lord. In Psalms 130 and 5, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. Psalms 27, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. What do we do when we're in the waiting season? Do we just wait and see what happens? Do we, do we just sit there and wonder how long will we be waiting? What, what are we supposed to do with our time? Where do I go? I don't understand the things that need to happen. Do we just hope that, that just everything lines up the way that it should be and let God sort it out? Yes, there is that. There, that is a portion. There is an element of waiting on God to do what God will do. But, but God is powerful, and God can change anything in, with the snap of his fingers or with, with just the blowing of his breath as he did the creation. God can just do anything. So it's not the waiting season. We're not waiting on God just to make everything happen because he can do it. And in Isaiah 40, 31, it's a very familiar scripture. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But what is it that Isaiah is trying to say here in, in, uh, in chapter 40 about waiting on the Lord? Because if we, if we backtrack just a little bit and we begin to look at the previous verses, verse 12 says, our God, this is our God, the one that we're waiting on. He says, he measures all the waters of the earth in the palm of his hand. He marked off the heavens. He collects every particle of dust on the earth in a basket. Uh, Verse 12 and 15, he knows the exact weight of all the mountains, the islands, and the hills. He knows the weight. He knows how much water is there. He, He collects every particle of dust on the earth. He sits on the throne above the planet earth, watching us and dwells in a tent made from the canopy of the heavens. He stretched it all. He causes earthly rulers to wither with his breath. He brings out the stars each night by calling them each by name. That's our God. With just the word, with just the breath, he can do everything. He can do anything. God can just in a moment change your life. You're in a waiting season. It can happen tonight. It can happen tomorrow. You can be healed tonight. You can be healed tomorrow. I don't know when, but there's a waiting game. But I'm here to tell you there's more to it than just God's element and God's timing and God's power. Because that's the God we serve. God could erect that building in a day. He could do it. He's got the power. He's got authority. Nothing can stand in his way. But God sometimes doesn't work that way. He works through people. He works through seasons. He, he works in us and through us. God can bring us a, 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 the 250 souls, 100 soul revival tomorrow. He can do it. But he doesn't always do it like that. Because he works in you and through you. And he works through me. And since he works through humanity and he deals with humanity, there's going to be seasons and times. And there's going to be just the reconstructing and the re uh, just, uh, just trying to get back on course. Trying to get back to where we want to be. But there's a place that he's trying to get us to during the waiting season. There's a place that, that there's something that he's trying to do during these seasons. It's not to frustrate you. It's not to, to cause your, your unbelief or, or from your faith to go to, to, to fear or, or to disbelief. But I believe it's found, the principle is found in 1 Peter 3 and 20. It says, which sometime were disobedient when the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing. Wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Do you want want to know the key to your waiting season? The key to our waiting season? Waiting on a building to come? Waiting on revival to come? You want to know what the key is? It's preparation. It's preparing the foundation. It says, in, in the long suffering of God, waited in the days of Noah. God was wanting to send the floods, but God could not do it until the man Noah built the ark. He was waiting on the preparation of the ark. The revival is going to come. The 250, Pastor Daniel, will come. But what he's waiting for is for you and for me to prepare the foundation. He's waiting for us to begin to build it. He's waiting for us to begin to hewn the rock and to chisel it and to carve out and to go ahead and begin to do it. The principle to your waiting season is your preparation. I do not believe that God is waiting on four months, six months, eight months, 12 months for that building. God does not work in time. There is an element of time to God's purpose and to God's planning and to God's miracles, But there is an element. But you want to know what God works in? God works in readiness. He will do it when we're ready. When we begin to form form that relationship with God. We begin to carve out more time in prayer. We begin to worship in the altars. Because it doesn't matter what anybody thinks or says about us. When we begin to evangelize the community like never before, COVID or no COVID, use wisdom. But we've got a revival. We've got destiny. And God's saying, I'm I'm waiting. There's got to be some preparing. Why don't you lift your hands and pray for a moment? There's got to be some preparation that begins to happen. Trace has got to be prepared. Trace has got to build a foundation. Trace has got to start doing a little bit better.
3: We've got,
2: We've got to prepare for the glory. We've got to prepare for the glory. We've got to prepare for the souls that are going to come. There's got to be preparation. Oh,
3: Jesus. Oh, Jesus.
2: I believe God has called each and every one of us to different ministries and different things. We're we're blessed with different talents and abilities. And I, I believe when God calls you to something, I don't believe that he says, he says, I'm going to use you, Haley, in the year 2021. I don't believe that's what he says. He doesn't say, you're going to lead a music. You're going to be a great Sunday school teacher in the year 2021. But he begins to say, I put the calling on you. But it's up to you and me to develop it. It's up to you and me to pray and to fast and to to carve it out because God doesn't work in time. God doesn't say Trace, in 2021 you better be ready because something's coming and you do. no, no, no. God's saying here it is. Here's the calling. Here's the anointing. Here's the destiny. I'm going to put it on you through prayer, through, through a ministry, through preaching but Trace, it's going to be yours when you're ready. It's going to be you when you prepared for it, when you prayed for it, when you fasted for it. God works in readiness. Are we ready for revival? Is Souls Harbor ready for 250 souls? Is we, Is Souls Harbor ready for the souls that God is going to bring us? We've got to carve it out. We've got to teach the Bible studies. We've got to teach ourselves some Bible studies. We've got to pray for ourselves. We've got to worship for ourselves. Pray for just a moment. Pray. Go ahead. Close your eyes. Lift your voice. It's the same exact message my wife just preached. It's about preparing the
3: foundation.
2: Souls Harbor that's here right now, you are the foundation. Souls Harbor that's watching online because you couldn't be here with us, you are a part of the foundation. You've got to start preparing from where you are.
3: Oh, Lord, oh, Lord,
2: you're called, you're called, you're called. What we need is an appetite for spiritual things. What we need is an appetite for prayer. What we need is an appetite for fasting. What we need is an appetite for worship. That's what we need. There's no doubt you're called. There's no doubt you're here by divine providence. But it takes us. It takes us developing. It takes us preparing. It takes us doing. Doing what we need to do so God can do what he will do. <laughs>
3: the services we've been having uh, 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 the message my wife just
2: preached God is trying to get our attention God is trying to wake us up he's saying you're coming to a new level you're gonna be you're going to be experiencing things you never experienced before
3: we call your little Shataya Rala Bahia.
2: Come on, it's time for the burden bearers. It's time for the interceders to begin to intercede. It's time for the prayer warriors to begin to pray like never before. It's time for the worship leaders to lead like never before. Walking in the spirit. Moving in the spirit. It's going to take all of us. It's going to take the leadership team. It's going to take the Sunday school teachers. We've got to elevate it. We've got to elevate our devotion. We've got to elevate our 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 preparation. We've got to elevate it. Iko oh. shete lara ba la Iko
3: yala lala lala lara ba ha. Iko loshete lala 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 lara ba ha. Iko yala lala lala lara ba ha. Iko yala lala lala lara ba ha. Iko leshete lala 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 lara
2: You're going to carve out some of that preparation in the altar. I think there should be a few more people in the altar carving out. Carving out that, that ministry. Carving out that calling that God has put on you. It's not going to happen you sitting idly by. If you're just waiting on God, you're going to wait for a while. He's waiting on us to be ready. He's waiting on us to pray. He's waiting on us to do it. We've got to take the steps. We've got to take the steps of faith. You've got to lay the pride down. Come on, you've got to lay the fear down. I loose you to pray. I loose you to worship right now. I loose you to begin to move in the spirit. <speaking>
3: in <Hebrew> Kolore la la bosseta ya la 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 bahia, iko ya la 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 ya la Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He called We should we should all
2: be praying right now. We should all be praying right now. This is what we're doing. This is the altar call. You don't have to wait on anything else. If God wants to say anything else or do anything else, He will. But we need to pray for the next few minutes. You've got to find a place in your seat. You've got to find a place on the carpet up here. And you've got to say, God, I wanna prepare. I've got to be ready, God. I've got to be ready, Lord, for what you're doing. I've got to be ready, Lord, for the ministry, God, that you're giving me. I've I've got to be ready, Lord, for the calling that you put on my life. I want to preach. I want to preach, God. Well, you've got to pray. You've got to read the word. You've got to teach a Bible study. You've got to study. You've got to get with somebody else. Come on. You can do this. You can do it. God has called you. There's no doubt God's called you. There's no doubt there's destiny. But we've got to prepare. (laughs) hallelujah, this is for the new convert, and this is for the seasoned saint, this is for the elderly, and this is for the young, this is the church right now, this is for the church right now, as a whole, we're in the waiting season, we're waiting for a building to be built, we've got to prepare spiritually, we've got to build ourselves spiritually, we've got to be ready when the souls come, we got to be ready when the visitors come, we've got We've got to be ready when the when the when the miracles come we got to know how to handle them we got to know what to do with it
3: Hallelujah, 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 Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Go ahead, go ahead, get lost in prayer right there for a minute. Go ahead, just keep seeking the Lord if you're waiting on a a miracle if you're waiting on a blessing
2: it's got to be more than just waiting on God idly by you've got to prepare you've got to do some things in yourself God help me to prepare what do I've got to do to prepare for the miracle what do I've got to do God to prepare for that in Jesus name hallelujah we prepare by coming to the prayer room early and praying before service We, we prepare when we come to the altar and worship during the worship service you're preparing what are you doing I'm building a foundation I'm building a foundation for our visitors and our guests so they know what to do and what they and they see what is right I'm building a foundation for my children I'm building a foundation for the next generation <speaking in Spanish>
3: jesus name jesus name <speaking in Spanish> Uh, don't
2: doubt your calling don't doubt your abilities you just have to prepare that's all don't don't doubt what God's given you it, it, it's real I promise what you're feeling is real do not doubt your abilities do not doubt your calling you just have to develop it that's all you just have to develop it it's not going to
3: happen overnight it's going to be a daily devotion
2: it's going to be a daily prayer it's going to be